Welcome to Everyday NLP Bites Season 3. If you haven't been watching or listening to the earlier podcasts, my name is Florence Madden. I'm an NLP trainer and coach based in Cumbria in the north of England. I'm also the author of The Intention Impact Conundrum and the co-author of Everyday NLP, a book I co-wrote with my friend and associate, Eleni Sarantanu. In this season of podcasts, well, I've entitled it In Conversation With, because what I was curious to find out is how people have used their NLP skills. And I'm delighted today to welcome Karen Falconer, who is the chief exec of ANLP, and she'll tell you more about what ANLP is all about in a little while. So I've invited Karen because I do want her to talk more about ANLP, but I also want her to get or to get her answer to these questions, which is what is the concept in NLP that has meant the most to her? And secondly, what difference has that made in her life and work? So Karen, it's over to you. What's the concept in NLP that has meant the most to you and how has that impacted in your life and work? So being an options person and liking choice, uh, I think there are two things that that really mean a lot to me in NLP. Um, Firstly, the presuppositions of NLP, um, which I think are just so, so powerful Um, because they kind of act as a philosophy for life. Um, And when I first came across the presuppositions, I must confess, I was slightly befuddled. Um, (laughs) Um, They didn't quite make sense to me. Um, Things like um, every intention, every behavior has a positive intention. and, and I sat with that one for a long time, thinking I really don't understand that. Um, and when I got to the stage where it was actually every behaviour has a positive intention for the person exhibiting the behaviour, yeah. suddenly it, it just puts a new context on on an understanding. Um, so the presuppositions of NLP kind of give me an understanding of life. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I value. Uh, And I think once I've worked out, because again, when I first learned about them, it was very much, these are only going to work when the whole world knows about them. (laughs) And up until that point, how is it going to help? And once I realised that actually what I understand about them, what I know to be true, the philosophy that I hold, that makes my life easier. And that kind of was what it became about, is it makes my life easier to use that philosophy in understanding behaviour. Yeah. Often when I'm training them, and I say to people, this is something that will manage your blood pressure. <laughs> of course, not that I have any medical qualifications, you understand. But uh, yeah, it is about when we're managing our behaviour and our state, that's got to have an effect on other people and therefore, by implication, an effect on... I suppose the outcome in any situation yeah exactly so the one that you mentioned already that behind every action there's a, an unconscious positive intention is often what people um, pick out particularly on their their first view were there any others in particular that 
um, have meant something in particular to you? Well, most of them. Um, I, think the, I think the one that I probably hold closest to my heart is about respecting another person's model of the world. Yeah. Um, respect is one of my core values. Uh, so I think that one enables me to always be able to stand back and just look at where someone else is coming from and understanding that maybe where they're coming from might not be the same place of, as where I'm coming from and just understanding that, that that's okay. Yeah. And that it's not about right and wrong, it's just about having different perspectives. Um, and I think that one is so powerful. If, and certainly, um, I think that one could be one that, that could be taken on board by um, governments and warring factions and that sort of thing. It's just, it, it, it's kind of, it's just another person's opinion, really. And it's okay. Yeah. And, and you don't have to agree with it to treat it with respect. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And far less adversarial. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, it, they, my experience of training them in is that people think, well, you know, well, how can this be true or looking for truth in them? But it is, as you say, it's a, it's a philosophy. It's a way of looking at life. It's, it's a way of, I suppose, managing your own state and therefore how you're interacting with other people. Absolutely. So that's made me curious to ask, how did you first become involved with NLP? Um, naivety. <laughs> I was I was in the fortunate position back in the day um, when there was still such a thing as an evening class. Um, we'd recently moved to North London, and um, so I thought, well, a good way to get to know other people and, and know more about the area we'd moved to, um, I, I picked up the evening class brochure, and there was a five-week introduction to neuro-linguistic programming, and that was all it said. Right. So I thought, well. It's either going to be something about computer programming, which I'm quite interested in, right. or it's going to be something about personal development, which I'm quite interested in. So I signed up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and after that, that was a five-week introduction. It was amazing. It completely opened my eyes. And I went from there. One, of the, one or two of the other people on this intro course were, um, were interested in taking it further. Hmm. So we all um, joined together and then went on a practitioner course um, in North London as well. And, and then we sort of, uh, we, we all diversified after that and our journeys took us in different directions. But um, yeah, that was, that was my start of the journey to NLP. So tell me more about your involvement with ANLP and how that started and well, maybe if you're up for it, where it's going. Well, perhaps actually, because I, I don't know how many people watching or listening to this know what ANLP is. So that might be a good starting point. So if I start off by saying to you, what's ANLP, Karen? And secondly, how have you become involved with it? So uh, we are the association for NLP. Um, and, I, and I suppose when I'm explaining it, I say we're the professional body for NLP, because certainly within the UK and many other countries, um, people will understand uh, that the premise of a professional body um, so not NLP is not regulated per se certainly not in the UK it is in some countries um, but not in the UK so as a professional body what we can do is provide that sort of self-regulatory framework um, that code of ethics 
the um, safety net for the general public so that uh, practitioners and NLP professionals have a framework from which to operate and have a sort of um, guide, if you like, to professional practice and the general public have a safety net so that they know that the, the professional that they're employing has got a backup and they have a backup um, if, if something were to not quite go according to plan. Yeah. So tell me about your involvement with ANLP. So uh, again, it probably naivety <laughs> to start off with. Um, funnily enough, linked with my practitioner course. So many years previously on my practitioner course, um, I had been the demo subject uh, for the well-formed outcomes. And uh, my goal that I had shared was that I one day wanted to have this sort of at the time, I suppose I was envisaging a proper physical environment, but an environment where like-minded people could come to share ideas, to, to, be, to feel part of a community, um, and to just kind of be involved with each other, um, out there making a difference. Yeah. Uh, I think because so often when people go on courses, certainly when I used to go on courses, I'd go on a course, life would be amazing in this bubble and then I'd go back to real life and um, kind of hit the ground with a bump mm. um, and NLP is one of those things that really that's part of the reason I, I did it in the first place was because people had said it's something that had stayed with them so I thought well therefore if it's something that stayed with them it's worth it's worth taking on board and, and becoming empowered by NLP which is what it does really it certainly did that for me yeah um, and, and so ANLP ended up becoming the way that, that basically the director of, of the old association was my trainer at practitioner level. And many years later, she called me to say the association was about to go um, into liquidation. Would I be, was I still following that particular dream and would I be interested in taking it on? Um, and kind of very heart-led decision said yes then my accountancy head because I, I used to be a um, well I wasn't still at the time a management accountant and an accounts trainer yeah. uh, I kind of looked at the numbers and looked at the figures and thought wouldn't touch it with a barge pole um, from a head-based assessment but heart and gut were saying do it so I did <laughs> Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we often talk about the three brains now and, and it's not always just what's going on up here that is always the best guide. Mm. So how, how, long, what, how long have you been involved with ANLP now? So um, I took over the association in 2005. Um, so what's that, 15 years now, going into our 16th year, um, which is quite a while. Um, <laughs> We'd like to say I hit the ground running. I think I, I stumbled, fell, and um, picked myself up again. That certainly that first year, so many times that I had permanently bruised knees, um, and it was just a case of staying on the journey, really. So, what are your ambitions for ANLP going forward, or how do you see? the organization change or develop if indeed you do see it changing a great deal 
Um, I think that's the wonderful thing about NLP is that it's constantly evolving. And, and even though we kind of think we, we know it all and we, we've got to grips with it all, the whole point of NLP is it's, it is empowering and enabling. And so therefore there's always something else to move on to um, and, and move into and grow. Um, and that's what's so amazing. I mean, we certainly have plenty of room for growth um, we, we launched our new website last December, just before Christmas, um, which had been probably a bit too long in the making, um, an interesting journey in itself. And I, I, I do want, I, we felt, it's funny, we sort of came into 2020 thinking, this is our year. We've got the new website up and running and we've got all our foundations in place and this is our year to grow and thrive and and really make a difference out there even more than we are already and of course then um then the world got slightly um stalled by the pandemic <laughs> which was interesting and in its own way has been such an amazing learning mm. because there's so many things that we kind of we had on the back burner ready to this would be wouldn't this be wonderful one of the things we wanted to do this year was um, was have a well-being campaign that, that could that could start pushing NLP out more yeah. um, and kind of you know selling NLP and then saying and this is where you find good NLP professionals who are ethical and professional and credible come in this direction um, and, and that's one of the benefits of the pandemic you know every cloud has a silver lining and I know there's lots of awful things that have happened and it enabled us to pull our members together and put resources together so quickly for people who needed them yeah. throughout this really challenging time and that led on to um we, we, we were already partnering with mind the charity um yeah. a very small scale and once we put our COVID-19 resources together we showed them to Mind, and Mind said, these are great. Um, and then they started, well, how can we use this? And they wanted to elevate it further. So it's kind of that, it's kind of that growing of exposing NLP. Yeah. The good things that it can do. Yeah, and I think I'm, as a member, really heartened to hear that because we had a, a conversation before the podcast started that, um, sometimes people wonder what's behind the doors of NLP, what's the relevance of that. So, you know, as, uh, as, say, as a member, as someone who has an interest in NLP for decades now, I'm, I'm really heartened to hear that that's, those resources are there and continue to be there. And that's, that's the direction of movement to get, I feel like just to, to, to get people behind those doors to say, okay, look, this is what's here and it's relevant to everyday life and work and well-being of course as well not just, oh, absolutely. Not just because it, it's sort of I know it can make such a big difference in so many different areas and and that's probably the biggest challenge is is it's sort of trying to sell something if you like that <laughs> can make such a difference in so many different areas it becomes quite um untenable and intangible it, it's very hard to understand something like that so it is just as you say it's about that everyday application how can this be applied 
in this particular scenario? How can this be applied in this situation? How could this be used? And, and I still, uh, the book that I, I do a lot of audible books and the book I'm, I'm listening to when I walk the dog in the morning um, is pure NLP. It's not actually mentioned in the, in the title. But it, again, it's still refreshing to me after all these years to, oh, that's interesting to apply that in that way. Yeah. And, and it is about, it is about thinking and, 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 and how do we think about things in a different way? Because that sometimes our thinking is such an interference to our progress, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I say, hugely delighted, you know, the more resource that's out there so that people can understand what NLP is all about and, and also what quality training is about. Um, one of the things that I've noticed since the, the lockdown is uh, been looking online at, at the courses that are available and, and, and a lot of things have no, um, I, I, do, I, I, I can't speak for the quality of those courses and therefore I'm certainly not criticizing them. What I'm saying is that for somebody entering into the world of NLP without any kind of organization, without any to behind that to say, this is the syllabus, this is the standard. There are kind of no guarantees what people are going to get. And I think, you know, there is so much out there that there, there needs to be something that, that, that people can say, well, yeah, okay, this is a reputable organization and the trainer is a reputable one. And I know what I'm going to get will be a, uh, an internationally recognized qualification and I think all of those things you know really matter to people the learning matters of course but but knowing they're they're getting a good quality training I think is incredibly important and you know when you're a buyer of something that you've never bought before then what guide do you have absolutely and, and that's the key thing and, and it, that just what you were saying sort of taking me in two different directions at the same time um one being that that's part of what we do so it's you know we do have a complaints process and somebody said to us or people have said that's such a negative way of looking at it and again it's it's back to the presuppositions of nlp is meeting people in their map of the world um because we might know it works we've experienced it we opened those doors and um and dared to walk through and sometimes people just want they want their hand held or they want a torch to go through those doors with and there's nothing wrong with that at all it's absolutely fine that people may just want that little bit of encouragement or a safety net or a nudge so having those things in place I mean I have to say our complaints process I would say 95% of the time that we are asked to deal with a complaint, we have to turn it away because the person that somebody wishes to complain about is not a member of ANLP. Ah. And obviously we can only deal with complaints against our own members. Um, and, and that's testament to our members themselves that actually having that safety net, having the complaints process, having the code of ethics means that our members are more likely to act responsibly, professionally, um, best practice and all that sort of thing because of the framework that's in place. Um, and, and it's so sad when we do have to say to people, 
you know, I mean, we, we don't leave them with nothing. We will manage their expectations and advise them where they could potentially go, um, be it a legal redress or, you know, advertising standards or trading standards or, and we do check with the other um, certifying bodies and, and international associations to see if, if, if this person is a member of any of them. Um, needless to say, half the time they're not. Um, and that's the challenge, which is why we, it's, it's our driver is to, is to elevate the position of NLP and ANLP so that the public know about doing their due diligence beforehand <laughs> rather than wishing they'd done it afterwards. <laughs> Well, actually, that's uh, on that very topic. Um, there may well be people watching or listening to this who are already members, in which case, you know, we're preaching to the converted. On the other hand, there may be people, I'm hoping, watching these podcasts that are considering doing some NLP training. And so can you just remind us of the ANLP website, Karen, so people can go and have a look there? Yes. Obviously, I want them to train with me, but there are loads of other good trainers with the ANLP also. And you are one of our members, and we do need to emphasize that. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. Who has gone through, you know, we have checked your certification and everything like that. So, um, so you know, that's what we do. Um, we do the checks so other people don't have to. Yeah. Um, so the, to go to the website to find a trainer or a course, um, our website is uh, www.anlp.org. Um, we are a social enterprise, so we are there to serve the community. Um, hence the dot org. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time today, Karen. And say it was good to hear about both ANLP as well as what drew you into it, because that was things well I haven't known about before. It's not a conversation we've ever had. But I really do thank you for your time today, and I hope that will also make more people curious about both uh, NLP. Um, but also just making sure when people make choices about where they do their NLP training that that they're using the resource that's there and they're well advised. Absolutely, thank you Florence. Thank you and thank you everybody else who is watching or listening to this podcast. Karen is closing out this season of Everyday NLP Bites in conversation with um, but actually, at the suggestion of some other people, there is going to be season four, which is also going to be in conversation with. So that will be coming along shortly in about a week or two. So thank you again for watching and listening. And I hope I'll see you on the next season also. Thank you. And thank you to Karen. <laughs>